Hi guys, welcome again to another episode of Imprint Conversation. Um, so today, who do we have in our studio? Hey guys, um, it's Kalechi. I am a cruise leader and I am one of the leaders at Imprint Church. Hey guys, my name is Sharon. I am 20 and I am a law undergrad in my final year. And hi guys, I'm back again. My name is Charmaine and I'm one of the crew leaders at Imprint Church. And yeah, so today our topic is what makes a woman? Mm, This is a very interesting one. (laughs) So Kalechi, I think the first thing that we want to address is just like, what do you think makes a woman? That's an interesting question. Um, I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure. I don't think that it's particular attributes that make a woman the way I used to. Uh, growing up, I thought every woman had to be gentle mm. and kind and lovely. And they'd wear like long s- skirts and they were soft spoken. Um, but I think growing now, um, I think what makes a woman is more so her identity in God. It's it it beats the fact that she's a woman. So I, yeah, that's how I'd word it at the moment. Um, I agree. I think growing up as well, I believe that a woman was just this big figure that everyone kind of looked up to. And I feel like growing up now, as I would say a woman, it's more just who I am individually as a woman in God. And I feel like it's grace. I think that's one word I would use to describe yeah. it. Just this peace and just this forgiveness and I don't have to be gentle. I'm not kind of limited to what people think about me. Thank you. I think that's one thing that I've certainly had to learn growing up and becoming a woman. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, no, (laughs) I like that. Those are some very good points. But, you know, usually womanhood is associated with femininity. Yeah. So I think that's something that, you know, we should really try and touch on. Like what makes you feminine? Because, you know, the media has a representation of what makes oh, you, f- what makes you feminine and what makes you a woman. Mm. And then, and I believe that the Bible as well speaks on this. So mm. let's just talk about the media for a second. Like, what do you guys think about the representation of women in media? And Ooh. yeah, that's a big topic. Uh, there's a lot of stereotypes out there for women. Um, you have predominantly women are sexualized. Um, I'll be yeah. very honest. And that's the main image that i had witnessed growing up um if they were not sexualized they were seen as just domestic um so in the kitchen and i guess i grew up thinking that that was the means to an end and that was the main goal for women like if they did not have a family or if they were not beautiful um they weren't really considered as a woman they were actually i would say othered in the sense of they didn't fit um media society's standard of being a woman mm-hmm. um yeah those were the main things i saw yeah and i i think it's very interesting that even in movies like you see like the woman character always has to use her sexuality to get to the top you know you know you have to have that gaze you have to flirt your way to yeah. the top and like especially like in the rise of instagram like yo let's talk about instagram models let's talk about Just that 
I think I'm um, going back to kind of movies. It's this idea that the woman needs a man to be the hero. Like mm. they're just lost, and then a man comes, and everything's perfect. And I feel like growing up, I always subconsciously tried to kind of fight that mm. stereotype. Even from a young age, like things like, oh, when you get older, you must be in the kitchen all the time. When your husband walks through the door, you must run to the kitchen. Oh yeah. From mm. a young age, I was always like to my mum, like that's not something I'm trying to do. And I feel like the fact that we are overly sexualized i feel like even in the church sometimes there's this pressure that you must be pure so if you're entering the church you must be dressed in a certain way that mm. yeah there's no way that someone can look at you yeah. so i feel like there's two extremes you're either really sexy and feminine and everyone's kind of lusting after you or you're pure and we yeah think. no definitely i think that's an interesting topic about you know within the church and dressing because that's a big issue in a lot of churches and everything and i feel like growing up it's always rather than addressing the person that's lusting over like it's never addressed that okay guys you need to do the lust in your heart yeah. it's always like cover up yeah like the girls you have to wear a set you know you're the one dressed in a skimpy way in that sense you're the mm. one showing off you know all this flesh but i never actually saw the guys mm. being told like guys do the lust that's in your heart yeah. and that's very interesting that it's always women being told to cover up definitely yeah i think um yeah i think definitely with dressing it was a bone of contention um growing up for me as well i had that same thought like why did i have to um cover up completely so someone else would stop sitting and you know I, again it's changed now because i understand that obviously i don't want the person to sin yeah, definitely. but some people would still cover up and you know if you are heavily endowed like if the if the man is falling in sin or he's lusting after her that's that's his issue that's a heart issue that's to do with him yeah. um but i think yeah with women we say that there's a lot of pressure on men but i think we can all agree that there's a lot of pressure on women too because yeah, we're blamed for things that are not even hmm. our fault as well let's go into that um, <laughs> so yeah growing up um one of the things that was i guess not heavily drilled into me, but I would say constantly drilled was this idea of marriage and how you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. Someone actually said to me that I shouldn't drive at this point um, because it may deter my suitor from you know wow. approaching me and i said well if that deters them then it just goes to show that they're not on my level wow. <laughs> that's not my fault but um it was very weird hearing it especially recently because i mean there's this topic like feminism is a big thing now yeah. and i guess us as christian women we're kind of like torn i think that's the big bone of contention mm. in the sense of do we stand with feminism or do we stand with the word? And if we stand with the word, do we understand what it means from the word's perspective um, in terms of what it is to be a, a woman? woman? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a, you know, that's a big topic that you've brought up. Like, yeah. especially the whole thing about blame and being told, like, you know, I, I always find it interesting that because I think growing up, I've seen a lot of like, oh, like, you know, especially in my culture it's always like um boys will be boys like mm. i always see people cheat and they do wrong and especially in zoom culture they go to blame the woman first yeah. like it's always that oh what did she do mm -hmm. she must have done something for him to cheat yeah and um it's always i always find it interesting that 
the boys they were always given this excuse like i remember even some of my family telling uh, members telling me like i'll start arguing them how on this subject they're like oh but boys will be boys though but girls you can't do that yeah you know you shouldn't do that it's like it's double standards it's, double it's standard. just like you know we're being taught we're being blamed for your actions yeah we're back to being eve in the garden you know when uh, <laughs> i guess you know when adam ate the fruit and it's like no god it was her but you yeah. know he had responsibility in that as well so i really find that that's a very interesting topic that you know sometimes our you know what makes a woman it's like you're there to take the blame yeah sometimes you're there to take the no, fault i feel like you're seen as I remember when I, because I study law, so there's a lot of them um, cases where it's like the woman is supposed to be like the sponge. Mm. So she kind of absorbs all of the anger, all of the pain, all the frustration. And if a, a guy kind of acts up, you've still got to kind of accept it. And I always kind of struggled with the whole thing of women are just naturally blamed for things. I feel like same with you in my culture. Back home, there's a lot of kind of men in my family that kind of tend to kind of act and it's just allowed. Whereas if a woman did it, it would be like, mm, no, she can't get married now, she can't do this. And I always used to argue with my mum because I was like, I just don't understand why that's a thing. And I believed as a woman, whether I had like female friends or when I have kids that I want to kind of drill it into them that you are your own person. Mm. You're never kind of defined by who you marry or what you do. And I think just going back to the blame thing, I feel like it's something that needs to be dealt with. And I feel like that can definitely start in the church. Like definitely. you see a lot of guys that get up now and go to the, the altar call and they're like i have problems of lust and i feel like that's a good start to be mm. able to recognize that and that it doesn't fall on the woman mm. so if they can stand up and be like i have a problem i'm seeing a woman and i'm lusting it kind of takes off the blame from the woman to dress this way or to act this way yeah i'm gonna play devil's advocate here but i think when it comes to one thing with gender roles as well and society it's kind of seeped into the church where certain things are ascribed to a particular gender so lust being one of them i've grown up believing that it's only men that lust Definitely. women lust too yeah in fact in i think biology goes to show we all we've been horny okay <laughs> and i think something I, I something i can be very real about and say is that because i know that now it's this this whole life or this thing is bigger than gender yeah. you can be holy and horny i know it doesn't it makes it doesn't make sense like yeah. saying it it sounds absurd mm. but it's just these things where it's like because we've associated it with just one gender yeah. the women now can't do a specific thing i'm growing up now in a culture where I understand that I feel the same way a guy feels yeah. okay I hurt the same way he hurts and it's not separate and I think that's the issue or that was the issue with gender roles whereas when you come to church you're kind of stripped away of those things yeah and it's like we're all seeing each other as equals yeah. um something I kind of um see as well is just because i know that the spirit it, the spirit man isn't really or the spirit in general is not assigned to a particular gender it means that when i'm when i'm communicating with another man or you i'm not i'm i i'm in a place in church where i can see past yeah. your gender. gender yeah and i know that god has given us this uh, uh, i think in, in terms of questioning what womanhood is um we always ascribe to proverbs uh 31, 31 which is great um i think it's, it's perfect but do we see the bigger picture in the mm. sense of it being the body of christ amen that's and if it. we see women as a, a reflection of the body of christ we see in again with eve who is the first woman again we're introduced to she shields 
um, Adam's heart. Mm. And yes, she's the helper. But we also need to understand that Adam was whole yeah. before um, Eve came along. And she just came to not just keep him company, but obviously to help. Mm. And I think women, we've taken this idea of, of help and we've made it negative in the sense now we feel we have to save men we need saving Ooh, too amen. Um, i think women and men need saving as well but you know what like i, I want let's touch on that about saving you know saving men and everything because that's a very interesting subject because i know like a couple of weeks ago there was this whole controversy on like um there was this whole debate even on social media about you know there's this glamorization of you know women being in almost like even toxic relationship say oh you know this guy was abusive he was mm. this but look at him now he's a king you know he's like this i went through all of this i helped him i saved him yeah. i made him a better person like what what are your thoughts on that like just like you know women being the ones to help the guy get to where they want to be because i remember even me there's this statement that i've heard like oh just growing up like oh your husband doesn't need to be perfect you make him perfect mm -hmm. you know you crazy. can you can you can uh, you can start you know you can bring it you can work with him to get to where he needs to be it's what are your thoughts on that guys i feel like women are kind of encouraged to fall for potential and i feel like you'll meet a guy and yeah every reality whereas a boy will be like no she's not really my type she's not what i want move on whereas a guy will be like Whereas women are just like, ah, oh, you know, he'll, you can help him get to his, his potential. You can help him do that. Yes, right. And I just feel like it's not realistic. Like the same way you said, yes, men might need saving, but so do we. Mm -hmm. And also since when did it become my role to do what God will do for you? Yeah. Like you can't yeah. rely on me and expect me to come and save you because I'm hoping that when I meet my husband, he's already saved mm -hmm. and I don't have to fall mm -hmm. over potential. Mm -hmm. The reality is in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I think the whole issue with women having to be the one that saves you to me makes no sense yeah i think adding to what sharon said that's the beauty um i'm seeing with womanhood in christ it's not uh, this idea that i have to be a particular way and i think um even again we look at adam and eve adam was busy adam was cultivating adam was adam didn't even know he was alone we see in the bible <laughs> it says god saw yeah and he said oh it's not good for man to be alone mm -hmm. adam wasn't complaining mm. so i think with men um even though i feel like men are definitely more free um they're more free spirits because they've been gr they've they've had the opportunity to grow up with this freedom of choice they, yeah. they've been allowed to fail mm. um they've been allowed to kind of um, choose a different path and like know that there's variable um, various sorry options for them whereas women we've always been contained and I feel like there's this new sense of freedom um, with my wo womanhood now ever since I discovered Christ because again because I had such a rigid mentality on on what womanhood looks like I have to be a mother I have to do this I have to do that these are all gifts and if God's called me to you know walk in them I'll walk in it effectively mm. and it doesn't look like the next woman that's another yeah, thing comparison, comparison. Woo, let's so, go there <laughs> again with womanhood we've all kind of fitted it into a particular box there's there's, yeah. there's boxes that need to be checked when i saw that when i saw those standards so again with the whole being gentle being loving i'm not the most gentle of persons okay <laughs> i'm not the i wouldn't say i'm the most feminist as well i i did have a very tomboyish um same thing like yeah aura growing up and i said aura attitude so for me it was like 
um god i feel like i can't be a woman effectively and i would actually ask god like why he made me a woman mm. because i just felt like i couldn't do what i saw other women doing wow but i think now that i'm seeing because i wanted the family and the career i wanted to be the boss woman and have my children mm. and society told me no you, you have to choose one or the other mm. um and i know that that's that narrative is changing now but don't you find that we're now overcompensating for the fact that we have to be a feminist so oh, now yeah. it's becoming very radical yeah. and I, th- I think for me womanhood now or what i'm understanding is striking that balance between i know that i'm god's creation before i am a woman mm. and because i'm god's creation i'm gonna have to give him glory in whatever i'm doing so what i have to give him glory in is the fact that i'm a woman yeah so the roles that i've been assigned whether it's motherhood whether it's being a wife whether it's um being a daughter i will work or walking that effectively because i've honored god first yeah and and i think that's what again we see with adam and eve as soon as they took their eyes off of god that was when they started blaming each other and said well you're responsible for this well i'm responsible for that's how gender roles got into the picture Mm. because we took our eyes off of what god wanted us to walk in Yeah, yeah i think that's very important like to be honest, the first, especially in the church, the first and most important thing is that you're a child of God. Yeah. Know your identity in Christ first. Because yeah. if I know my identity in Christ, because I feel like another thing with this whole radical feminism is that we feel threatened by men. Yeah, You know, we are meant to work together. But because of this whole ideas that are coming about that, you know, you need to, you know, women rule the world. Like that's a very popular, you know, yeah that's a yeah mm-hmm. and it's like that's the, one of the things that's really coming up but i feel like as women you know we do feel like i don't dis you know i don't uh this claim yeah. you know the uh the struggles that women have gone through but at the same time i feel like with this whole radical feminism we're almost de- for for our benefit we're deg- uh, we're degrading the man yeah. we're really yeah. degrading the man and we're like and we're like okay you know what <laughs> you're not better than me like you're really bringing them down and then so i feel like if we really understand who we are in christ we will know how to work together as both genders we will know how to work as god intends for us to work so as women for you to really know what makes the woman you first have to know what makes a child of god Mm -hmm. who are you in christ who did christ create you to be because that's the most important identity that you have first before you're a woman before you're a mother you're a child of God. And once we understand that, I feel like some of the problems that we have will really just disappear. They'll really disappear yeah. within that. Like Yeah, I feel like kind of linking back to what you said and the comparison thing, I feel like it's the same with comparing yourself to women and to men. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to feminism, sometimes the issue is you're looking at, oh man's doing this and man's doing that. So you're too focused on that that you can't see kind of the gifts God's given you mm. and how you could execute that. I think for me, when I kind of started to grow in God and kind of realized where he wanted me to be and where to call me. I struggled with my identity. I kind of felt like, oh, what, there's other women that are doing this, this and this. But I had to take a step back and be like, God has called me to this for a reason Mm. because of the attributes that I have personally. Amen. And I need to use that to glorify him. So Mm. things like for dance, for instance, I feel like for me, it was like, how can he give me this gift and I cannot use it to glorify Mm. him? That doesn't even make sense in my head. Yeah. And it's little things like that. And it's, just kind of following God and just trusting in him and you'll just get there and you'll become that mother, you'll become that wife. Mm. And I feel like once you just focus on yourself and where he wants you to be and who he has called you to be, everything else just falls into place. Yeah. And um, 
you know touching on comparison like yeah. what what are you guys thoughts on that because that's a really big thing like nowadays we have social media yeah. like there's so many pictures bombarding mm-hmm. you of you know you for example you know you've got fashion over <laughs> they have their own particular body type yeah and you know you're made to compare to that and yeah. then you have all of these instagram models you just have the tv you have everything and it's like mm. i feel like comparison is a very yeah um so okay how i see stuff like that is basically just division um and again some someone said that division is basically a divided vision in mm. the sense of because we have no clear vision of womanhood therefore we make our own um definitions of it wow um, but there was something that someone said I'm j- i'll read it quickly but they were just like that the will of satan is basically happy to see us discuss the beauty of womanhood all we want so long as it distracts us from living it mm. um so while we are paralyzed with defending and dividing ourselves into this and that what is being accom- accomplished nothing but a better argument and if we can if he can just make us all turn against each other and compare and think right i have to look like this and i have to look like that because this magazine said so i will never ever find out the true potential or everything that i possess as Mm. sharon rightfully said those gifts that i hold that makes me me i will Mm. never get down to the core of it because i would want to just keep looking or keep chasing after an identity that that's not mine Mm. when it comes to stuff like instagram and um social media in general um, there, there is this pressure. I did feel that pressure at one point. Um, growing up, like I've, I've always felt that way to a certain degree yeah. because I didn't have certain features or I didn't look this way and didn't look that way. It was very difficult because, again, when you're seeing other women around you and you're just thinking, right, I really want to look like them. Um, you really have to get to a place with God where you just ask, like, okay, what exactly? are you trying to do with me or Mm. with this here um we can get very caught up with beauty but beauty is fickle as you already know um looks will fade Mm. and i think that's one thing i love about (laughs) looks (laughs) they will fade um and in a few years time when you do look a bit you know your i guess your hip has shifted or (laughs) (laughs) your eyebrows are, are not as fleeky as they used to be is there a is there a place where we can say you had substance and you had content to to give other people what are you going to be remembered for oh she was a beautiful woman or she was a woman that possessed beauty in the sense of her character yeah Um, so i think when it comes to social media that's why there is this importance now to go to a place with god where you can actually just enjoy his presence because i I believe enjoying his presence makes you enjoy your presence as well yeah um in the sense of i will not compare and that's it's that alone time as well that helps you kind of more is revealed so as my as a creation um and going to my creator to find out more about how he's designed me i can appreciate myself more as a woman i can appreciate myself for the features i have and for the roles i'm meant to have yeah so yeah i think when it comes to social media women definitely need to to take their eye off of that because it just feeds more into this patriarchy that we're talking about this idea that men are kind of viewing us a particular way yeah. or we have to be a th- there's so many butt implants now and do you know what the sad oh. thing is people are dying i was, I was yeah. reading the news from <laughs> oh <laughs> no, so I, sad <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing but <laughs> like why over useless things yeah like i was reading this article the bomb. other day saying that a lot of people are actually dying numbers are increasing or the people are dying from a brazilian butt lifts oh my god and it's like it's really sad that <laughs> people are, are, yeah. 
are going to this extent and it's it's ending in death or to attain a beauty standard that is not naturally attainable like everyone is seeing oh kim kardashian my friend she had surgery yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know all of these things that like and as well as just like upsetting who you are mm. that just because i'm not that shape that does not make me mm. any less you know yeah. ugly or anything like that that does not make you not beautiful mm. you're still fearfully and wonderfully made mm. and i feel like that's really something that you know we really need to accept like really start knowing who we are yeah um, i think that's why womanhood goes beyond beauty because we could sit here and talk about you know physical attributes mm. but characteristics in itself if you look at the gifts of the spirit where where it talks about stuff like self-control and long-suffering that's what strips me of the fact that me being a woman is is a big deal but this is a bigger deal the fruits of the spirit is not assigned to a particular gender so if i have to be graceful i'm not being i'm not being graceful because i'm a woman Mm. i'm being graceful because i have the holy spirit in me who acquires me to be graceful amen men are required to be graceful too so it's not just me like it we're all aspiring to be christ-like and one thing i've said before is a better version of yourself still needs saving so i can be a better woman tomorrow but if i'm being a better woman without the help of god i can't be a better woman i would simply just be a woman yeah um so yeah i think womanhood is very unique it's subjective to each and every female but one thing i've come to understand is that you can walk in the fullness of womanhood when you walk in the fullness of christ wow guys this has been a very interesting conversation but don't worry we have another episode coming so stay tuned and watch our next episode thank you guys